Waking up every day like you on a mission And I hope you learn to make it on your own And if you love yourself just know you'll never be alone I hope that you get everything you want and that you chose I hope and that's the realest thing that you ever know Hope you get the pretty girls as pretty and everything Million dollar cribs have a million dollar dreams And when you get it all just remember one thing Remember one thing One man could change the world change the world my grandma told me if you write your name in stone you'll never get the white out i grinded out that black hole and performed up at the white house standing next to jim carrey we traded stories then laughed i said you're not the only one i know got rich wearing masks where i'm from i swear they broke they need way more than the cast we need more yo what's happening welcome back up close and personal podcast episode number five I go by the name of Fella. Man, this episode's been hard to get to you, man. I'm not even going to lie. Like, a lot of technical difficulties, a lot of little false starts here and there. But we rocking. We back. Two-week hiatus. I don't really have too much of, uh, of an excuse for the hiatus. Um, I just like to just make it up. So let's go. Let's make it up. Let's have a great episode. I appreciate you for tuning in. I hope you're in great spirits. I am. I got my candles lit. Got some Valerian tea next to me, so if at any point you hear me dozing off, sleeping, uh, I apologize. I'm just going to wake up and pick up where I left off. I got some strawberries. I got some um, ginger snap cookies next to me. Basketball game is on. I just got finished watching Grey's Anatomy. Uh, It's like my new little thing on Netflix that I've been watching. Watched the episode, actually, that had Tommy from Power on it. Uh, he was pregnant, no less. <laughs> kind of wild. Uh, if you don't know, I have this like obsession with the city of Seattle. I've always been obsessed with it since I watched Real World Seattle as a kid. Watched um, Sleepless in Seattle, the movie. And it's just, I love the city. I love that it rains a lot. It's cloudy. I'm a creative and it just seems like it would be the perfect place to just create. And just kind of kick back, sip my tea. And contemplate life record this podcast so who knows maybe up close and personal will be coming to you from seattle someday soon but um in the meantime between time as they say i just want to um touch on some current affairs you know i said on episode one of this show that i didn't want it to be too much current affairs but at the same time there's some certain things that happen in the world that i believe are worth addressing and will still be relevant if you were to hear this podcast a year from now so we're just gonna jump into it and uh yeah man let's go so kanye west he was in the news this week he was in the news uh for controversy like he often is right uh the issue do you even know what the issue is you're just trying to find where the tissue is that's a Kanye line, right? The issue this week was that um, he aligned himself further with Donald Trump, President Donald Trump. He basically said Donald Trump is his brother. He loves the man. He um, also kind of said he's not feeling how Barack Obama handled Chicago, the violence, etc., being that he's from there. Uh, he wore a Make America Great Again hat, right? And this just sparked a whole eruption of controversy, a lot of anger, 
lot of animosity towards Kanye. People just like, yo, you're black. Not just black, you're a human. This man is one of the most hated people in the world, if not the most hated, this side of Hitler. In Hitler's time, there was no Twitter. There was no Instagram. There was no Facebook. So Donald Trump might just be the most hated person ever, ever. And here you are choosing to align yourself with him and saying that you love him and trying to spread this message. And you're not even articulating it. These are the things people are saying towards Kanye. You're not you're being irresponsible, Kanye. You're promoting a person who promotes hate and you're trying to tell us that. We should love this gentleman and we should care for this gentleman and we should uh, give him a chance, so to speak. People weren't feeling it. They want Kanye off the face of the earth. They want his wife and all her products and family's products and TV shows. They want everything boycotted and more. It was it was a lot of venom. It was a lot of intensity. And you get it. I completely understand uh, Donald Trump is a very polarizing figure, and I completely understand why people would uh, not be feeling Kanye trying to associate himself with him and, you know, calling him his brother and wearing his hat. That hat, uh, to a lot of people, just symbolizes hate. It symbolizes trying to take America back to a time where black people and minorities and Muslims and women weren't uh, even given half of the rights that we have now right so people just kind of feel like Kanye is just being just ignorant he's just wrong and they're not feeling it at all and they let him know and anybody who even attempted to sort of kind of understand Kanye they were like is the word ostracized they were attacked let me stay in my lane they were attacked and Venom was spewed toward them as well. It was wild. It was a wild, crazy week. I laughed at a lot of it. But at the same time, I just felt it was uh, worth addressing from a more serious perspective. Because here's the thing, right? In 2006, when... Um, 2006? 2016, I'm sorry. 2016, when Donald Trump was really starting to pick up steam for uh, presidency. I was in Los Angeles, and I'm driving around, talking to people around town, watching the news like everybody else. And it's just like so much attention and love for Donald Trump and, and not love from everybody. A lot of it was hate. A lot of it was venom. A lot of it was uh, he can't win. He stands no chance. But it was just so much about him. And I'm like, what about Hillary? Like, what about the person y'all claim to like? Like, tell us something about her. Why should we vote for her? Right. And I don't know. The whole thing was just done very sloppily, in my opinion, from the people who wanted Hillary to win. It was too much attention towards Donald Trump and stopping him and less towards uplifting her and showing why she should win. But forget it. Let's just put that to the side. Just in general, in life, I just believe anything that you give uh, attention and your energy to, that thing grows, that thing uh snowballs it becomes bigger uh you give it power by giving it attention right uh you ignore it it tends to dissipate it tends to sort of fade away 
And it's not a perfect analogy. It doesn't happen for everything. Like, you know, they say a bear is chasing you. You have a better chance of, like, laying on the floor and playing dead and trying to fight it or even running from it. And I just believe a lot of times in nature and in the world, we give attention to things that we claim not to like. And that was just the case with Donald Trump. His name was the number one trending topic every day. He was the lead person on the news every day, every video, every meme, every photo. And it's just like, I don't really know, man. Is it that we don't like this guy or do we love him because we're giving him so much attention? And it's like, and I just felt like we were taking this turn in the, as a country towards uh, not being able to ignore what we don't like and uplift what we do like and we i see it happen every day with sports with movies with film um, with movies with music the whole nine people don't like something they talk about it every single moment of the day and it's just like man what do you like what do you love and i believe um you know that's what got donald trump elected you know he just was given too much attention and all the venom that was spewed towards him also woke up some people who never voted before. They were like, oh, y'all are just going to attack this dude for more than tonight. Well, guess what? I've been attacked. I feel like a. I feel like I've been bullied before and I'm not going to take this. I'm going to grab my shotgun, hop in my pickup truck, drive on down to the voting place and vote for this dude because he's more like me. He's. He became the 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 minority, so to speak. Of course, he's not a minority. He's a billionaire white guy. But in the grand scheme of things, the way people went about it, he and his base kind of felt like it was them against the world. And that like ignited them and gave them power. And that's how I knew he was more than likely going to end up winning. So when people were shocked on election night, um, I wasn't I wasn't shocked at all. I didn't vote for anybody, uh, either him or Hillary. I was turned off by the whole thing. You know, I just, 2016 was a rough year for black people with all the cop killings and Flint, Michigan crisis and the whole nine. And I just wasn't really turned on to the whole uh, political. I've never really been the most political person, never really uh, been that into it. I voted for Barack Obama twice, and that's about it. Uh, Saw him speak. 2008 at the University of Maryland, and it was one of the best speeches I ever heard in my life. So I voted for him because I just thought he was a dope guy, family guy, Leo like me. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna vote for him. And uh, he did a pretty good job, but you know, there was some certain things in his campaign also that, or in his uh, tenure as president that I wasn't really feeling either, you know, but that's a different topic for another day. So, Enter Kanye West, right? What is Kanye doing and why is he doing it? I believe Kanye is trying to do what many, many people have tried to do over the years, right? And that is um, try to show people that it's easier to love the other side than hate them. Uh, we should try to find some sort of common ground. It's the whole Mother Teresa, Jesus, uh, you know, Bob Marley, uh, Malcolm X at a point. You know, people say when Malcolm was killed, assassinated, 
he was trying to like he was trying to like disassociate himself from the nation of Islam and sort of like uh, bring both sides together. The the people he opposed as well as the people uh, he was with. He was trying to kind of draw. He was trying to eliminate the line that was drawn in the sand and kind of just bring everybody together. And that's when he was killed. MLK, Tupac, he was trying to like unite the Crips and the Bloods, et cetera, et cetera. Throughout history, a lot of people have attempted to do what it seems Kanye West is trying to do. And uh, they always meet stiff, very stiff opposition, right? I got Kanye West's book right next to me, the, the short book that he put out on his Glow in the Dark tour. It's called uh, Thank You and You're Welcome. He said something, he said, uh, if everybody thinks it's right, you're doing something wrong. Then the next page, he says, would you believe in what you believe in if you were the only one who believed in it? As strong as my opinions are, I often ask people questions just to make sure that I'm right. And <laughs> that's so Kanye. If no one agreed with me on things like I should have won or blacks are more homophobic, would I stick to my beliefs or conform? When someone is strong enough to believe in something only they believe in, People are going to call them crazy. Sometimes crazy is a label that the average put on the exceptional. So it's like, this is nothing new. This book is from like 20, 2007 or maybe 2008. So Kanye has always been sort of like Mr. I'm not going to conform, Mr. I'm going to oppose whatever conventional wisdom says. They say Jesus walks, can't be played in a club. I'm going to make Jesus walks and it's going to get played in a club. People say you can't wear pink polos and sweaters with a uh, bear on it. You got to be like some gangster rapper. I'm going to go the other way and I'm going to make that cool. I'm going to make sneakers, you know, that are different. And I'm going to make it the most popular sneaker in the world. So he's always sort of like going against the grain. And um, I was thinking on it, right? And I this week, like about three, four days ago, his wife, Kim Kardashian West, Pardon me one second. There we go. His wife, Kim Kardashian West, she put out some photos, right? Nude photos like she usually does, right? And be it through laser, be it through surgery, be it through uh, natural God-given looks, whatever the case may be, her body was flawless in the photos absolutely flawless perfect right Kanye West if you ever seen his cars he has some of the best cars that money can possibly buy you see their house I believe it's in Bel Air beautiful beautiful mansion um, I'm familiar with Bel Air because it's right across the street from UCLA's campus and it's one of the best neighborhoods in the Los Angeles area if not the best it's more beautiful than Calabasas more beautiful than Beverly Hills. It's just like perfect. Anybody would want to live there, right? So when you add all that up, his beautiful children, uh, North, Saint, I forget the latest child's name, right? But it's like he wakes up to that as a reality. And that's so far removed from the Kanye West who drove in a U-Haul truck from Chicago to Newark, New Jersey with his mother to go build his music career he has basically shaped a whole new reality and world for himself and for a bunch of people big sean k 
Kid Cudi, John Legend, etc., etc. The list goes on. So he sort of is attempting to like reshape reality for everybody else. He wants to show everybody that you can do it and you can absolutely wake up one day feeling like me, how I wake up feeling. And uh, if you do like the little bit of research on Kim Kardashian's uh, history with dating, you would find out that she's like been engaged quite a few times, married a few times, uh, a bunch of long term relationships. And typically when a woman has that kind of a dating history that, you know, a lot of men have stayed with her for like a long time and, you know, they've tried to like marry her or did marry her. It usually suggests to me at least one thing. It suggests um, that men feel like they can be themselves around her. Like she makes them feel comfortable being whoever they wake up as that morning. Kanye wakes up one morning and he wants to like, I don't know, go to Paris and do Kanye West things in Paris. She's down for that. He wakes up one day and he wants like, I don't know, to take nude photos with her eating grapes like she's down for that whatever the case may be whatever his artsy insane genius mind wants to do she's pretty much down for the ride right she and she even kind of like pulls it out amber rose is another one of those women j-lo uh halle berry i believe is this is a bunch of them out there who like you know they they sort of just pull that creative thing out of you they sort of just make you feel like you can do anything in the world kind of thing right so that's Kanye West reality these days so when he wakes up one day and he's like damn there's so much hate in this world I think I can make it better uh this whole political landscape thing I think I can be the one to sort of erase that line in the sand and you know stop the fighting and like bring people together but He's doing it in the most radical possible way, and he's doing it in a way where I don't think he considers the optics in this world we live in that's so based on optics and how things look. Just him wearing that hat, even for me, it took me a second. Like I saw it and I had to like close out his his Twitter page. I'm like, bro, what you what are you doing? But then I, you know, sat back and thought about it, and I was like, I think I know what he's doing. I think I know what he's getting at. And uh, I don't agree. I wouldn't go that far to try to, like, spread the message of love. I wouldn't rock the hat, take that picture. It just doesn't look good. And uh, a lot of times, once you lose people in whatever message you're trying to uh, send, it's almost impossible to get them back. And I feel like he lost a lot of people this week. But he might be able to get them back. Because uh, in the past, right, Twitter and just the social landscape, a lot of people have been canceled, and then a week later, they're uncanceled. Uh, Little Wayne, for instance, uh, Representative John Lewis, like the guy who fought for our rights to even be able to be on these phones and give our opinions without cops busting in our doors and spraying us with water hoses and, you know, everything he's like a civil rights legend like he was there with Martin Luther King when he was shot like he's done more for black people than any of us could ever dream of and Twitter called him a coon 
Like you can go research it. Type in John Lewis. Type in the word coon on the Twitter search, and you'll see. Like he was called a coon. Uh, Oprah Winfrey. She she's been attacked multiple times. Like I think the most recent one was when she said um, she sometimes goes back and reads like writings from slaves when she's feeling down about herself. It came off kind of funny, but I think I get what she was getting at. Sometimes she wakes up not feeling the best about herself, and then she goes back and reads how much her ancestors struggled, and it kind of reminds her to be appreciative of what she has, you know, that type of thing. I think that's what she was getting at, but people weren't feeling that, and she was attacked. She was also attacked when Donald Trump first became president, and she said, hey, I didn't want him to become president, but he is, so maybe we should give him a shot. Boy, oh boy, <laughs> they went hard on Oprah. So it's just like, it's just that landscape that we're in right now where uh, I call it unfollow culture. You say anything I don't like, you wear something I don't like, you post a photo I don't like, I'm going to unfollow you, block you, mute you, and insult you on the way out. And I'm also going to go find a bunch of other people who don't like that thing that you did and we're going to form an alliance against you and we're gonna hopefully grow that alliance and get a bunch of more people to not like you and unfollow you and call you names and wish death upon you and it's just I don't know man I don't know if that's the way to go I don't know if that's the way to go I know I know some you know things out here in this, this world that we're not feeling there's some things out here that bother us but I don't know if our generation and our current era if we dismiss things and dismiss people and insult and attack people just a little bit too much, maybe just a smidge. I'm not sure. I could be wrong, but I just feel like I don't I don't know if it's working. And I think that's what's driving a lot of us into isolation because we feel like, number one, we can't fully be ourselves because we may not be accepted or we feel like we have to work. We have to sort of like fall in line with everybody. You know, we feel like we have to conform and uh, the audacity to not even conform is going to get you labeled and laughed at and mocked and ridiculed. And it's just a whole thing. And it's just it's been picking up steam, but I feel like it's really, really at its peak right now. And it's something that has to give at some point because it was just it was just a lot this week when it came to the Kanye thing, like his name was mentioned like 2 million times in one day on Twitter. And I just felt that was excessive. Like no one man should have all that power. No one man's opinion and wearing a hat should be able to uh, cause that much venom. But hey, maybe it should. I don't know. Who am I? I'm just one person with a microphone and a podcast. So I don't know. But I believe Kanye intentions are good. I believe he's trying to do good. I believe he's uh, earned the right to at least try just as a person. Forget that he's an artist. Forget that he's Kanye West to try to like bridge the gap if that's even possible. Uh, yeah, so that that's where I'm, I'm at with it, man. And um, it, I'm not trying to like once again defend the man. I'm not trying to say he's right, wrong. I'm just trying to just shed some light on why his perspective may be different from ours because he wakes up every day in a 
all completely alternate reality from where he started. And he's living in this completely different world from what people told him he could live in. His shoes are selling like crazy. His clothes are selling like crazy after being doubted. He left Nike and he turned Adidas into like the number one company. And it's just like every day he defies all these odds and he believes he can do it with politics. He believes he can do it with race relations. He believes he can do it with the gap between love and hate, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know, man. Shout out to Brother Wes. I hope he knows what he's doing. He doesn't need me to defend him and I'm not trying to. I completely understand but it's just like um, I'm safe relatively where I am I am right now. My family, where they are, they are relatively safe. My Muslim friends are relatively safe. My Latina, Latino friends are relatively safe. So I believe I'm able to kind of like sit back from all the madness. I have the luxury of sitting back from all the madness and just observing. I don't have to comment. I don't have to spew venom. I don't have to unfollow or follow Kanye. I don't even think I follow Kanye, but I don't have to. And I don't think none of us have to like that need to just join the mob and to just say something mean and come up with the first, you know, uh, most insulting, scathing tweet to like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's the way, man. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. I haven't seen it work yet. Like I said, Representative John Lewis, Minkaw the Coon, Kendrick Lamar, at one point, because he said um, Iggy Azalea, the rapper, he, she was like the most hated person in America at some point. And Kendrick said that he believes she's earned the right to rap as much as anybody else. She grew up in hip hop culture and she's able to rap. Boy, oh boy, <laughs> they went hard on Kendrick. And then he dropped like some fire ass album and then everybody was rocking with him again. So it's just like uh, Michael Jordan, he there's the rumor that he owns prisons and he gets called a coon and a sellout every day on the Internet by somebody. Uh, Oprah Winfrey, like I said, uh, who else? Kobe, just just name any Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. Like it's usually <laughs> ironically, it's usually the people who are doing the most for like black people or for minorities or to help the world and heal the world. Those are usually the people who catch the most venom. And then the people who like sort of are just using this whole uh, I'm so down for the culture just as a way to like benefit and grow their pockets those people usually get praised like but that's a, that's a whole different thing i'm not here to tell people who to uh uplift and who to attack and not attack like whatever uh i just wanted to shed some light and some perspective on the whole thing and uh god bless everybody man including the leader of the country with his orange crazy ass Felly Fell, Up Close and Personal Podcast. Man, that was a lot of talking. And uh, we're going to pause real quick, play a song, and I'll be right back. Hands around my neck. You know I got a lot left. Can't have nobody else getting away. You should get your confirmation today. Usually I don't do no flying now But I've been going through some things on the road, yeah Thinking about that old thing We still haven't even been 
to each other's house But maybe that could wait for another time I never been one to fuck up the vibe Though I might fuck up your life Take one breath, take two The other side of you is on the loose Ain't got much to say I should've caught it one way Girl, I know you wanna stay you might have to catch a plane with this You gon' have to say my name with this Cause usually I don't do no flying now But something feel different this time This time, this time, this time, this time Don't feel no way This is from foreplay, from foreplay, 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 foreplay. You know you wetter than mo. Brought you in on first class, that's better than most. Now usually I don't do no flying now, but to keep it G, it's been a long week, and I'm feeling lonely. We still haven't even fucked on each other's couch. Maybe that should wait for another time I never been one to fuck up the vibe But I will fuck up your life Take one step, take two The other side of you is on the loose Ain't got much to say Should've got it one way And I know you wanna stay, stay You might have to catch a plane for this you gon' have to say my name for this Cause usually I don't do no flying now But something feel different this time This time, this time, this time Just getting off stage now This FaceTime ain't enough FaceTime Tell your boss you ain't working tomorrow uh, ask them why they got my girl working so hard. Now you gon' make me use up all my mouth. Famous niggas get so lonely. And I know you gon' come put it on me. I can't wait to put this in your mouth. I should probably go and take care of mine. Text me when you land in South Carolina. Tell the Uber she can take one left, take two personal podcast episode number five Fally fell man that was smooth shout out to black shout out to teddy pender 
And um, yeah, man, hit me up on the email up close and personal podcast up close and personal at gmail dot com. Let me know if the whole music in between episodes is like a good thing or not. We still obviously messing around with the format. It's gonna change from episode to episode, but uh, I'm a music guy. If I could play music the whole episode through, I would do it. But they probably yanked me off of iTunes so fast, so uh, we'll just do it this way for right now. And uh, I hate to go back to Kanye Westgate after such a smooth song. I was going to transition to a story, which I'm going to get to in a second. But, um, you know, I had some notes, and I guess that's where having, like, a sidekick comes in. You can kind of get your thoughts together while they're talking. But me just flying solo on this episode, I kind of just got to keep it going on the fly. So I forgot a couple things. And uh, I just was going to add the fact that, you know, Kanye has always been somebody who, throughout his history, he puts Ty Dollar Sign on a song with Paul McCartney, Sir Paul McCartney and Rihanna, like no one else. I don't care whether you like Kanye, don't like him, whatever the case, indifferent. Nobody else is doing that, putting those type of people on a song together, right? And uh, it just goes on and on and throughout his history, even getting like Jay-Z on a song with like Most Def, Talib Kweli, like that was kind of taboo at a point because Jay-Z is seen as like a more uh, street poppy rapper. Those guys are seen as more backpacker, socially conscious, et cetera, et cetera. But he did it. I think Common might have been on the song too. You know, so he just, Busta Rhymes was the other guy on the song. Uh, just to Get By Remix is the song I'm referring to. But it's just like, that's what Kanye has always done. He like bridges the gap, brings people together from different walks of life. So it's like, I think what he's done in music, what he's done in fashion is what he's now attempting to do with politics and just social and economics and race like I said, I don't know if it's possible, but um, in my notes, I had something about a place called Celebration, Florida. It's a place that Walt Disney created. It's a city, and it was supposed to be like utopia, like the perfect city. Everything is just flawless. The architecture, everything just goes on without a hitch. Uh, no crime. Everything is just perfect, right? That's That was Walt Disney's goal. Now it just exists as a regular suburb in Florida that a bunch of Disney workers work at. But his goal was to literally build the perfect city. Like he even had like some sort of permit from the government where they're not government sanctioned in Celebration Florida. It's just its own thing. It's not really technically part of the United States, even though it is in the United States. Like they're not governed by anything or that was the idea. Right. So it's like. That kind of audacity is what Walt Disney had. He was trying to take what he did with theme parks and bring it to a city. Because I've been to Disney in um, Anaheim, right? And that's how I felt. I felt for the time that I was there, like, reality was suspended. It wasn't real. It was, like, that much fun, that beautiful, that perfect. The workers were so charming and everything was just so perfectly aligned i felt like um i was in like um let me not say heaven nah that's that's like blasphemous but i felt like i was in a great place right and when people like describe how comfortable comfortable kanye shoes are they talk about like how it's like walking on the air etc etc when you hear some of his beats like 
crazy, right? Uh, Phil Knight with Nike and um, Steve Jobs when you got your first iPhone, when you compare it to your first flip phone or brick phone or whatever phone you had prior to your iPhone. Like the difference is just so much. So it's like these guys who try to shape the world, man, they don't think the way everybody else does. They don't see things the way everybody else does. Guys and women, because women do it too. You know, innovate, create. And uh, they just don't think like everybody else. They don't act like everybody else. They don't see, they see perfection. They see a chance at greatness. They see a chance at their, their super duper optimistic towards things and uh, naive to an extent. And maybe that's where Kanye is with it with this whole Donald Trump situation. I don't know. I could just be giving him benefit of doubt because I'm a fan. Uh, I could just be giving him benefit of doubt just because he's another human, and I believe that we should try to give other humans as much benefit of doubt as possible, allow them to grow, make mistakes, and not attack so much and call them names and bully and, you know, the whole thing. But I also get the other side. I get why people aren't feeling it, so... I don't want to Kanye West this podcast to death. We've spoken enough about it. Uh, shout out to that. So, yeah, Black, Teddy Pender, T-Pain, one way about a song about flying out, right? That kind of, like, brings me to a story that I want to tell. I hope you're sitting down. I hope you're comfortable. It's about to get real. All right, so... I have uh, experienced a crazy fly out before. I was living in Newark, New Jersey. A girl I was dealing with at the time was living in Atlanta. I asked her if she'd like to come to Newark, New Jersey. We were like kind of like on again, off again, and it just was kind of rocky. And I just wanted her to just come see how she had never been, just see how I live on a day-to-day basis and just sort of kick it with me. And possibly maybe entice her to like come stay with me and just let's, you know, we had done the long distance thing long enough and I felt like maybe we should be closer or we should just let the whole thing go one way or another. I just kind of wanted her to just come through and let's kick it and see where we were going. I was the, I was the one in the relationship asking, what are we? <laughs> and I was trying to get some like clarity, you know, so that, that was part of the purpose of the, fly out so to speak so i flew her out from atlanta to newark uh not to newark to philly where she's she's from and um i flew her out with air Trend. i don't even know if the airline still exists but uh, i remember later on like many years later i saw on twitter like ladies don't let him i saw like a tweet that said ladies don't let him fly you out with air Trend. Twitter's so super judgmental, man, like, and so, like, critical about everything. Like, why can't I fly you out air train if that's what I can afford? I was, like, 24 at the time. I had no money. So I flew her out air train. <laughs> but anyway, flew her from Atlanta to Philly. She came to Philly. I was in Maryland at the time with my family, and, you know, I was, like, visiting, and it was time to go back to Jersey. So the whole idea was, like, from Maryland, stop in Philly, pick her up, and then we go back to my place in Jersey, right? I was so geeked up, woke up, 
put on my clothes, said goodbye to my mom, my brother, hopped in my whip, flew up by 95, like ghosting. I was probably, it's probably like a two hour drive from Maryland to Philly. And I probably did it in like an hour 15, hour 30. I was there at the airport, parked my car. So, so excited that I even like, somehow I don't know what kind of TSA they got in Philly airport, but I was able to like get past security and like basically walk into the plane. Like I got past everything, <laughs> like walk literally to where they exit out the plane. And somehow, some way she missed me, but I saw her. So I was just like being goofy and I just like walked behind her for like a long time down the escalator the whole nine. And um, eventually, like when she got outside and was like about to dial my phone, I'm like, yo. And then she turned around and we did the whole hug and the whole nine. And then we go to the car, hop in the car and uh, it's Philly. She's from there. So she drives and we go to her grandparents house kick it with grandparents for a second, say what's up to them. I think she hadn't seen them in quite some time, hadn't been back. So it was like a whole emotional thing. And she, you know, really spent some quality time with them. And it was fun, me and them. And then uh, we hopped in the whip, headed to my spot, Newark, Jersey. Get to Newark, settle down in the house, fun, talk about books, talk about life, talk about us, talk about Atlanta, Everything's just cool, right? This is like the most beautiful fly-out situation. Uh, I want to say like the next day. At the time, I was managing this um, basketball player. And he was coming up from Maryland to Harlem to go play at the Rucker Park. Uh, Rucker Legendary Park. You probably know about that. And uh, he was bringing Kevin Durant with him. KD is like... Maybe in his fourth year at this time, his star is ascending. So it's a big deal to bring Kevin Durant to Rucker Park in the summertime. It's like August, early August. Hot New York bringing KD to come play at Rucker Park. It's like a big, huge deal, right? He hits me up like, yo, you got to come through. I'm bringing, I'm driving up with KD right now. It's going to be crazy. We're playing at Rucker at like 7. I'm like, I can't do it. He's like, you can't do it? I'm like, I can't do it. Why? I ain't really give him no reason, but you know why? I was doing my romance thing. I was really, really, like, on it at this point, right? I'm trying to, like, really, really, like, woo this girl and, like, show her, like, this is how I'm rocking. So <laughs> I put off KD. He goes crazy. She's <clears throat> We're in the house that day. She, You know, she's, like, cooking for me or whatever in the kitchen. And uh, the video of KD at Rucker hits the Internet. And I'm watching it on my computer. And I'm like in the apartment just screaming, like going crazy, like with excitement because KD did KD things. Like he went crazy. Kevin Durant, he went ridiculous. Like he was pulling up from every corner of the court, just hitting threes. The video's on YouTube. You can see it. And um, yeah, I missed that. I could have been right there front row watching the homie perform, you know, at Rucker Park. But it was whatever. You know, I still saw it on the Internet. I was happy. And, you know, she I, I rarely ever get that excited over anything. And I was going crazy. And I just remember her in the kitchen looking at me like, what is so exciting? And I, I didn't even know you got this excited. And I was like, I was supposed to be there watching this and I'm here with you. But, you know, I thought that was scoring me some points, whatever. She cooked. Food was good. Uh, that evening or maybe the next evening, we have a night out in New York. 
Uh, my homegirl, Audra, Audra the rapper from Richmond, she was performing, so we went to go check her. Uh, we had a nice little dinner, went to see Audra's performance. Everything was beautiful. It's like your typical movie scene, New York night, date night. Everything is just beautiful, splendid. Couldn't be better, right? Next night, this is the dun-dun-dun-dun. This is that moment. We go to Philly. Go to Philly, we go to her best friend's house, hang out with her best friend, best friend's son, boyfriend, the whole nine, meet them. Best friend's boyfriend is in a rock band, so he was performing that night. We go to the show. Get to the show, nice little spot, upstairs, downstairs, it's like downtown Philly, a nice little mixed crowd, black people, white people, different races, everybody's having a wonderful time. Uh, we're waiting for the guy who we were there with to perform in his band. They do perform, tore it up, great show. Everybody's just kicking it. And uh, the young lady that I'm with, I've always been an outcast. I've always been, a, I guess, a introvert, kind of keep to myself type of person. So I kind of like, at some point, I drift away just naturally the way I do. Every time I'm in a public setting, I drift away from the crowd and I just go to like my little corner and just start observing the atmosphere and everything. Not for any particular reason. That's just what I do every time I'm in a public setting. So I'm doing that and uh, just kind of just kicking it. Right. And I guess she sort of felt the way because I was her guest and I was there with her and her friends. And, you know, uh, her friend's guy is being super social and. He's with his girl every step of the way, and I'm, like, off to the side, and she kind of feels like I left her alone with the crowd, right? I kind of saw it differently. I saw it as she was with her friend catching up. She's in Philly having fun. I'm going to just step back, let you do you, you know, like, enjoy yourself. and No problem at all. It's not coming from a malicious place or anything like that. And then we get back to Newark, and we continue our thing. That's just the way I saw it, right? But nah, she saw it differently. So I guess in an attempt to like teach me a lesson or show me or whatever the case may be, she starts kind of getting a little bit like talkative and friendly with some gentleman who I guess was part of the band of her friend's boyfriend's band. Starts talking to the guy. You know, I'm cool. I'm not that guy at all. Talk to whoever you want. Give anybody a hug. I don't really trip, right? But at some point, like, the talking was just going on for, like, a long time. And I'm just in that corner now, like, looking. And I was like, all right, this talking is starting to become a little bit much. And uh, I think dude is feeling you. And, you know, I'm just sitting back, you know, observing, trying to see how she's going to finesse it and go about it. So I'm sitting back watching the show. The show meaning her and this guy talking. And at some point, they disappear. They go to like a bar or something, like another bar. And like, I guess he went to like buy her a drink. So at this point, I'm starting to kind of feel away. Starting to kind of feel away, but I'm still chilling. What am I going to do? Complain, go like, say, hey, unhand her at this moment. Nah, I ain't going to do that. So I'm just sitting back. And then um, I see them coming back. And as they're coming back, homie, homeboy, kind of like puts his hand at the like 
small of her back. I, I, I thought he put his hand on her butt. Like, that's the way I saw it in my mind. Maybe I was tripping, but, you know, she swore that, you know, such a thing never happened. That's the way I seen it. And uh, I got pretty good eyesight 2020 last time I checked. So it was just like, okay, this is a little bit much, right? But I'm not the type who's going to make a scene. Especially, I'm, I'm not the type who's going to make a scene ever. Like, it doesn't matter where we at. Philly, Newark, D.C., where I'm from, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to, that's just not me. I'm not even going to say anything. So, in my mind, I'm just like, oh, maybe I've been ditched. Like, maybe I've been, <laughs> like, pushed to the side. Maybe this dude is, like, the one. You know, we already going through, like, a rocky little phase. So, maybe, like, this is my replacement and I don't even know it. So, I'm not about to, like, sit there and watch this go on so I did what any other self-respecting man would do I went hugged her friend hugged her friend's boyfriend said yo thank you for inviting us I had a wonderful time the band rocked out much success peace and love I'm out started making my way up the stairs as I'm making my way up the stairs she follows me follows me starts saying hey where you going I'm like I'm leaving like leaving like what I'm like leaving like going back to Jersey that type of leaving and she's like why and I'm just like clearly you found somebody you got dude touching all upon you and everything so go uh go get a ride from him and holler at him and you know I'm at this point I'm just being you know real kind of like dismissive and women don't like dismissive I think women would rather anything than dismissive and I'm just being just very like Back of my head, keeping it moving, trying to find the parking lot, the exit, make my way to the parking lot kind of thing. So <laughs> continues to follow me, starts like cursing at me. You always do stuff like this, this, this and that. And, and she's also kind of like lit at this point, kind of drunk. So it's a little bit loud. It's just talking. It's just a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm just like, damn why me man why me why tonight and she's just going on and on and on and on so i just keep walking just cool guy not gonna ever get out of character i just keep it moving towards my car uh we get to the little parking garage she's beside me just yelling cursing the day that i was born just the whole night and i'm just not feeling it i'm just like man you found somebody go to him and like leave me alone anyway all i know is i get to my car i'm like pushing the little remote to open my car up I just turn a little bit to the side and all I just see is just this like small little like fish just coming at me like at like 77 miles per hour and it's like there's nothing I could do at this point because my momentum my head was turning that way the fist was coming at me and it just connected with like my chin and I was just like, <laughs> it was weird. It was one of those weird things. It's like, I'm one of those guys who anything happens in the moment. You can ask any of my friends. I never, ever react in the moment, ever, ever for anything. Like, I've been in situations where, like, crazy stuff was happening, like, crazy, crazy stuff where everybody else starts running. I don't run. It's just like, it takes me a second to process stuff, right? You probably even hear it in this podcast. Like, I'm always, like, processing right so it took me a second like what just happened she just she just hit me and by the time it dawned on me i'm just like wow she really just hit me first time in my life been punched in my face and this is like 
what's the protocol when that happens and it's a woman and it's not just any woman it's like the woman that you care about love and it's like what do you do so I just I don't know what happened all I know is I just got in the car and then she got in the car with me I don't know how the other door opened up but she got in the car with me and she was like still cursing and going and I'm just like yo you really just hit me like nah get out the car like and she's not trying to get out the car and it's just a whole thing so anyway I'm just like I turn my music loud back out I go into the street and then by the time we get in the street like downtown Philly like traffic that's where like my like pride ego whatever kind of like kicked in and I'm just like man this girl tripping so I just stopped the car and uh, you know I had like the kind of car where it was uh you don't use the key to actually start the car so I don't you don't need the key for the car to be on and stuff so I threw the key out into the street why I don't know <laughs> like I don't know why I did that right but it's like if you do that the car is only gonna go but so far and then it's gonna stop and it's just a whole thing but I threw the key out into the street and we just in the middle of the street people are like honking and people are looking at us and stuff and then she calls her friend and she's like yo he's gone crazy he's not gonna drive he's stopping in traffic this that and third so her friend comes out meets us and I explain the situation to her I explain why I left and why I want her to just get out of my car and her friend is just like begging me like no you can't do this just y'all go sort it out the whole nine and I'm just at this point I'm embarrassed because now other people are involved and I just don't like the whole thing so it's like becoming too much of a show so I think her friend like picked up my key gave it to me and I started the car back up and we start making our way back to Jersey and it's like I start playing all these songs that like are rappers like insulting women. I played like Tupac Scandalous. I played like Jay-Z, like B-Words and Sisters. Uh, I played like, I can't even like a, a Little Wayne Hoes. Like I any song that women, <laughs> a man was like insulting women, I was just playing. And she was just like there and just like arguing and like, any lyric they would say like uh hoes don't cook she's like don't i cook and i was like jay-z's like uh sisters sisters uh like b words want to ride sisters want to drive she's like don't i drive don't i drive half the time when we go places and she's just every like lyric she's like refuting it and i'm like yo this is not the time man like i'm not playing this for you to like refute and give a thesis on the whole thing it's just i'm just trying to insult you right now because you punched me in my damn face after i flew you out via air train so anyway we get back we start we hop on 95 and we you know heading back towards jersey and then at some point she's like i gotta pee and i'm like who cares right now what you have to do like you think i really care about you or anything you have to do like I just want you out of my car. So for real, we stopped for you to use the bathroom. I might just pull off. But anyway, at the time, I liked my car. Pretty decent leather seats. So I stopped and we went to like a rest stop. She did what she had to do. She was super drunk, intoxicated. So she got back in the car. We headed, we got to Newark. It's probably like 1 a.m. at night. I'm just tired, just over everything, exhausted, sick of this back and forth relationship drama and I just want everything to be over so 
she goes to my bed. I, you know, at the same time, what are you going to do? Like, you're mad at somebody who you care about. You can only be but so mad, especially when they're drunk, especially when, you know, it's just a whole thing. So I just had her go lay in my bed, made sure she was straight. You know, after all the throwing up and all that bathroom stuff and everything, she was cool. Just made sure she was straight, gave her water and the whole nine. And then I went and slept on the couch, which is wild to me. How do I end up sleeping on the couch in my place when you the one who threw a punch at me? Like, that's the craziest. That was the craziest part of this whole story for me anyway. So the next day, wake up, you know. I'm being on like, I'm super like salty at this point because it really like set in. So I'm like not looking her direction, not talking to her. And then, you know, I get dressed. I don't even know what I got dressed for, where I was planning to go, what I was planning to do, but I just got dressed. And then uh, she's like trying to like compliment what I was wearing. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. Thank you. And then uh, <laughs> I think she saw that my energy was just not was just off and I wasn't feeling her so she started to like pack her stuff up and she was packing her stuff up and it was weird because it's like on one hand I have all this pride and it's like nah you're not gonna just hit me and just stay in my place and just think it's sweet and we just gonna carry on and just move on like normal but then on the other hand it's also like I still care for this person and like, you know what I mean? Uh, and it's just, it's just a whole weird thing. So she starts packing up and I go, I go to her. I'm like, uh, you're leaving. And she's like, uh, I guess, you know, I'm trying to go back to Philly and I'm like, whatever. My pride is not going to let me say anything like stay or nothing like that. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll take you back. And at the same time, she's like, happens to be rocking like this, like, body hugging like sundress kind of situation and it's just like all types of confliction in my mind it's like imagine the person you care about like the most in the world and you think this person is going to be your future and they looking good and everything but at the same time you flash back to like last night when they were just like a whole nother human being and everything so it was just whole thing but at the time my pride won so I was like yeah I, I want you gone so we hopped in the car made our way back to Philly and uh, dropped off at a grandparent's place. The whole drive to the grandparent's place, we like called her sister on the phone and her sister was trying to like, you know, be the whole judge and referee about the situation, who was right, who was wrong. We both told our sides of the story. And in a way we was like laughing about it because it just was just a microcosm of the relationship. It was just always rocky, always. <laughs> always rocky so it's like it was only fitting that we would have all these beautiful nights after the fly out and then we would just have one stupid crazy ugly night and i would be returning her back to philly to her people so that's my fly out story man dropped her off it doesn't end there glutton for punishment that i am i actually went back to jersey after like three four days i uh like went back to Philly because it was supposed to around my birthday time too so like I went back to Philly and like she had like a birthday gift for me I picked it up and we were supposed to kick it and then <laughs> things went left again I'm gonna leave the story right there but that's my fly out story uh inspired by One Way by Black and T-Pain
up close and personal podcast, fella. Just know that if you fly somebody out, especially via a cheap airline, it just might get rocky. And that's all I got to say about that. Other than that, man, let me just update you on my crushes. My crushes right now. That's a hard pivot, right, from that story to crushes, but whatever. Uh, my crushes at the moment, Kelly Rowland. I saw a tweet, funny tweet that said, uh, I don't I think Kelly's been like posting a bunch of pictures recently. So a lot of people are just realizing how beautiful she is. And uh, which is a trip because she's been beautiful for like ever. But uh, a lot of people are just realizing it. And um, she's like one of the like most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life uh, in person. I was at this basketball game at Northridge College in the Valley in in L.A. like maybe three, four, four years ago. And it was a celebrity basketball game, like star-studded, Jamie Foxx, a whole bunch of people. But Kelly Rowland happened to be front row, and I didn't watch the game at all. I just watched her literally for the whole two hours. Like, she was that captivating. I have never really, like, seen anybody look that good in person. So, shout-out to Kelly Rowland. But I saw a tweet that said, um, <clears throat> Kelly Rowland is finer than the print in bad boy contracts <laughs> like that that was hilarious like shout out to my uncle puff if you if you listen to this if you hear this uh no offense puff still my only role model but that was funny uh so yeah kelly Rowland crushing on her real hard right about now uh i guess her name is tabria tabria majors she's a model i think she's dope like her a lot and then there's this uh, one young lady. Uh, I saw her on TV many, many years ago and thought she was fly. And then I never, like, saw her or saw her online or anything again. And I just saw her online today. And she's pretty dope. Her name is uh, Hunter McGrady. So she's fly, too. So those are my three crushes of the week at the moment. And uh, besides that, man, Felly fell. I'm chilling. Um reading my friend out in LA said we should start like a book club so we can hold each other accountable so shout out to Sterling we're gonna get that rocking real soon you know hold each other accountable I definitely need it because man it could be a struggle to read these days man but um that's about it shout out to Kanye shout out to the people who are opposing Kanye and uh shout out to Everybody who's flying out, people, I hope your fly-out stories are better than mine. But I don't even know if mine considers is a fly-out. Because fly-out is supposed to be like a random person you like talk to on social media and then you like fly them out. This was far from a random person. This was somebody I was already rocking with. But I still think it might classify as a fly-out. I'm not sure. But whatever. Peace. Love. Especially love. World needs it right about now. I'm gone, fella. Up close and personal. Till next time. But ever since Trump won, it proved that I could be president. <laughs> yeah, you can. It would call though. Don't get go against the teachers and yay talk, folks. Yo, Chip, I hear your side and everybody talk, though. But ain't going against the grain, everything I fought for. Probably so, yeah. But where you trying to go with this? It's some shit. Just don't align with him. Don't go again. You just reading the headlines. You don't see the fine print. You want some choosing side. I'm on some unified shit.
It's bigger than your selfish agenda. If you're elected, they gon' stop police from murdering Bruh, I never ever stop fighting for the people. Actually wearing a hat to show people that we equal. You gotta see the vantage point of the people. What makes you feel equal makes them feel evil. See, that's the problem with this damn nation. Your political party. You represent dudes who seem cruel and cold-hearted. With blatant disregard for the people who quit. Power 106, where new hip-hop lives. Right. I feel an obligation to show people new ideas. And if you want to hear them, they go to right here. Make America great again. Had a negative perception. I took it. Power 106, where new hip-hop lives.